I used to tell them three pillars of the documentation. That is the, the public, right? Uh, the audience, the form, uh, what is the type, the document uh, that, that we are trying to write, and also the style. Welcome to the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. Where Gowri Ram Kumar of Document 360 finds the best SaaS self-service knowledge bases in the world and then interviews their creators. Let's get started with today's episode. Good day everyone. Our guest today is Paulo Victor, senior lead technical writer at Newbank. Welcome Paulo to the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm pretty excited to be here. Thank you. Super. So let's get started now, uh, Paulo. I know it's early morning for you. And once again, I appreciate all the time you're sharing with us today. So uh, just l- explain a little bit more about yourself, Paulo, and how did you initially got into documentation? All right. Uh, I'm a senior lead technical writer at NewBank. NewBank is the largest uh, digital bank in the world, the biggest digital ba- uh, biggest bank in Amer- Latin America. Uh, firstly, I started as a developer. As soon as I finished my high school, I started working as a developer. So I come from an engineering background. Uh, so I-, I started working as a developer and I did it for almost 10 years, approximately. And then I moved uh, to a different place. I moved to Canada to study a little bit more about English. And then I just, you know, fell in love with the language and how we can express ourselves with that language. And as soon as I came back to Brazil, I wanted to mix mix my both passions together and to put all of them in one single place. And then I found a technical writing field. Uh, I was in love at first. And then since then, I started, uh, you know, little by little, learning, 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 uh, getting bigger and bigger. And today I'm working at New Bank. That's uh, really great to hear, Paulo, coming from a development background and uh, turning into a technical uh, writer. I think uh, it brings the flavors from both the world. So um, what is your documentation process at uh, Newbank and uh, which teams do you normally get involved in this process? Uh, well, uh, we usually work with the different approach uh, from the usual when they have some technical writers dedicated to specific teams, uh, working closely to the content creation. Uh, here in Newbank, we find that this is not a sustainable approach because we have over than 600 engineers. So if all the technical writers wanted to produce the content from them, that would be a mess. So uh, the approach that we have here is a more supportive approach where we uh, kind of deep dive into specific teams. We spend some time with them, uh, teaching them, you know, best practices, guidelines, and everything else related to documentation. Uh, we also present then our templates. Uh, we provide them with review and etc. in order to enhance the engineer's writing skills. So uh, we usually adopt a rotative deep dive approach. We usually spend some time with a specific team and then we move to, to another. Uh, you know, the technical writing area here at Newbanks, it's pretty new. 
so our first step here is to enhance the writing culture of the company. We, we, we find that this is very important. Mm-hmm. Super. Um, so I know uh, you were you are the first technical writer at New Bank, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it like being the first professional in this area for such a large organization? Yeah, yeah. It, it was very, very, very challenging uh, because, you know, I spent the, the first months only trying to understand the company first. And then to understand the needs of the company, the pains that engineers are are passing through, you know. Uh, so, you know, the first months are basically study, 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 learning, learning, and etc. in order to develop an approach that fits the company. So it was pretty challenging, but I, I had all the support from my teammates, from my colleagues, and etc., uh, not only helping me to understand the company, but afterwards... Uh, they helped me to enhance my my team, you know, to 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 increase the numbers num- number of members of my team. So now we we have a very big team of tech, not very big, but we have a you know a decent team of technical writers. And the, this is the big the biggest challenge, you know, to understand the company, to be to be part of the company, and then to understand the the pains that the the people are passing through. But it, it's pretty challenging, but it, it's it's awesome anyway. Nice. Very nice. I really like the way you put this, uh, take the first uh, few months to learn, understand what the environment is, and then, uh, you know, in- introduce any techniques or tools. So if we can talk a little bit more on that, um, with such evolving um, or where writing is a new aspect to the organization, what techniques did you use um, to um, uh, I mean, to foster that environment. Yeah, uh, you know, the first pains that I got from the users is that uh, the, the documentation was hard to find, was all scattered around, was messy. So uh, I came up with some concepts like single source of truth that was pretty important for them because findability was a problem. So uh, we took into consideration single source of truth. Uh, we also using docs as code, you know, because they are uh, very used to to work on GitHub and etc. So docs as code was very good for them, especially in order to keep documentation up to date. And we could bring some best practices, you know, uh, especially because English is not our uh, native language. So we usually uh, we have some tricks and etc. So uh, our role here was also. Uh, to teach the people how to write in English and how to uh, walk on the reader's shoes. You know, uh, sometimes uh, an engineer, when they write, they don't think about the user. They tend to use complex words, complex concepts. And when it, you talk to them, now you have uh, a target audience and you have to, to write in a different way. They, you know, sometimes they don't even know it. And we, we could be uh, a lot supportive in that sense. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, so, and while talking about the techniques, let's also talk about some of the important factors you consider or considered while creating your documentation. Uh, usually you have to think about, I used to tell them three pillars of the documentation. That is the, the public, right? Uh, the audience, uh, the form, 
what is the type the document uh, or that, that we are trying to, to, to write? And also uh, the style, is it more formal? Is it more, uh, you know, informal? It's more about engineering. It's a more public article and et cetera. So uh, I usually come with this three pillars uh, to show them the basics of, of technical writing. Mm -hmm. That's always nice going back to basics and uh, just uh, doing from scratch. Mm -hmm. Super. Um, and also, uh, what type of information architecture do you tend to use as a strong base for writing documentation? Uh, we usually, uh, we adopt an internal architecture. We use uh, we use some uh, in-house tools for documentation. Uh, so we have our proper arrangement of the information here. Uh, we usually uh, split the types of content in different types of platforms. So if it's a more uh, regarding engineering, we we just uh, share it in a specific uh, platform. If it's a different content, more regarding the, to the product, to the business uh, decision records and et cetera, we have a different platform for that. And we just find a way to have all these platforms centralized in one single place, like a gateway, you know, like an entrance. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it's, it's a kind of hub of information that we have, a centralized place, when it redirects you to different platforms of different kinds of content that you may need. Fantastic, fantastic. I think uh, we've spoken a lot about uh, processes and how do you create documents and uh, uh, important uh, things to consider. Let's talk a little bit more about uh, your team. Uh, you did mention that you were the first writer and then you have a team now. So can you talk a little bit about uh, how do you report on your documentation and who do you generally report to? Yes, uh, now we have a team about 10 technical writers in our chapter. It's an unofficial chapter. Mm -hmm. uh, and we are usually uh, dedicated to specific products. So for example, we have a technical writing working for the bank account. We have a technical writer working for the credit card and et cetera. And I work for the platforms team. And I'm not the only one on platforms. I'm not the only technical writer. So I have another technical writer that reports to me. Uh, we are just uh, rotating inside our product, the teams inside our product, and I report to the uh, to the director of engineering that is the head of my team. So basically, he's not a technical writer, uh, so he can rely on me that all the stuff regarding technical writing are just rolling on. Nice, uh, and also. Um You've been in this uh, writing space for a long time. So in your opinion, what has been the most important innovation when it comes to document tracking? I think all the CMS tools, they are pretty awesome. You know, uh, they can do everything that you want uh, regarding documentation, versioning, publishing, and etc. But the most interesting thing that I would mention is that, you know, I told you, I started as a developer over then 10 mm -hmm. years ago, and I used to work with waterfall documentation, and now I'm tending more to agile documentation. So I think yep. it's, it's a fantastic innovation because waterfall was really, really painful to write documentation because mm -hmm. it was just abstract, you know? Yeah. And 
And now we work in a more uh, reactive way. So I, I like it. I, I, I think just like the word says, it's agile, you know? So I, yeah. I, I, think, I think that's the biggest revolution regarding documentation. And also the community. Uh, the community is just growing and growing faster and faster all over the world, especially here in Brazil. You know, uh, we don't have many technical writers here in Brazil. It's a brand new thing here. So I'm really, really glad to see how it's growing up. Fantastic. So it's an emerging emerging market and opportunities for a lot of uh, youngsters to consider. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, many people are just diving into this new uh <laughs> new role, you know, some people that never thought about it, looking for uh, courses uh, on the internet to learn more, to get information about how it works. It's it's just fantastic. Nice. And also, it's uh, agile is also nice, right? You get involved right in the beginning of uh, design phase um, for, for the products and also projects. Uh, it gives you more visibility of what's coming. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Uh, one thing I forgot to pick up uh, during the conversation is, uh, is, your, is all your documentation public or do you protect it against a password and a username for your customers only? Uh, currently, we work only with internal documentation uh, about our products and etc. just for internal consuming. But um, it's part of our plans to work for some uh, external documentation aiming the, the general public, especially when, uh, you know, someday move to the platforms, uh, operations and et cetera. I think that this is going to be used by all the people. So at this point, we intend to open some of our documentation. Nice. Um, I think I, w I wanted to know if there are any organic search traffic being generated from your documentation, but sorry, yeah, it looks not, like... Not now. Mm -hmm. no, yeah. not now, but but when we reach the, the, the final public, of course, it's going to be very important. Mm -hmm. Very true, very true. And for organizations like yours, it, uh, it, it could be a big driving factor on how the quality is and what should be added, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And also because, you know, uh, public documentation can be a source of revenue of a company if you do it in a proper way. Mm -hmm. Very true. Very true, Paulo. So with that, uh, we are kind of coming to an end to the generic questions. But I do have a rapid fire round uh, with just three simple questions to answer. Uh, but would you like to add anything else that I have missed to ask you? Uh, no, no, the, the, the questions were very good. I uh, just would like to thank you, uh, you know, to provide me this time to talk about my career, about my job, and also to enhance the community of technical writers. That's Great. fantastic. Thanks. Uh, let's, let's shoot off our rapid fire questions and uh, I'll keep it very simple. Uh, so my first question is, uh, who have you learned the most about documentation from in your career? Uh, but a very friend of mine uh, and also a colleague, uh, Andres Sato, is a very good technical writer here from Brazil. Uh, he writes some interesting articles. He's got some really new uh, perspective of the, of the area. So I learned a lot uh, with him. Nice. Uh, can you share a documentation-related resource you have consumed recently? Um, yes. Uh, we have some, you know, the content from the... Technical writing, Brazil community, it, you know, it's very, very good. We have many people 
uh, writing new articles, new courses about technical writing. It's a very, uh, very, very good community. You know, uh, it's a very active community. Also, I, I like some some famous blogs like I'd rather be writing. Uh, with all of them, you can get some precious information. Uh, that, that's the kind of content that I consume. Nice. Uh, just to uh, remind, uh, please remind me, did Andrew Itter participate in the podcast as a guest a few months ago? Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. <laughs> because the name clicked me and that's why I just wanted <laughs> to check with you. Fantastic. Nice. Yeah. Nice to have you both as guests. And uh, so my very last question is, uh, what is the one piece of documentation related advice you would give to your 20 year old self? Uh, I would say to me to invest on documentation. You know, when I started working with, yeah, as I told you before, waterfall documentation, I found that oh, this is gonna finish someday. It's, it's gonna, it, it's not gonna survive. You know, because it's it, it's so overwhelming. But uh, as soon as we moved to a different uh, technology and di different approach of software development, the things became you know, much easier regarding documentation. And I would say, keep doing documentation. It's going to be easier in the future. Mm -hmm. Nice. Super. So I think uh, with that, uh, I'm done with all my questions uh, for this podcast, Paolo. Anything else you would like to add to our audience before we say bye to them? Uh, no, I would just, I just would say, you know, don't, don't lose the passion for writing. You know, writing is... It's one of the main ways of communication. So it's not about writing for your product, your software architecture. It's, it's about writing. It's about uh, communication. You know, I want to enhance people's communication over writing. Uh, this is very important for us as society. Very nicely put, uh, Paulo. So thank you once again for your uh, time and uh, um, some of the hints and tips you gave us in the last uh, 20 minutes or so. And uh, with this, uh, we would like to conclude the podcast and enjoy the rest of the week. Thank you very much, Gary. It was really good. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. Please head to iTunes, rate, and provide honest feedback on the podcast. See you next week.